0: The Holy Gospel according to Matthew in the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. It has been a little bit since I have been up here preaching for you, and in that time, a lot has happened in my own life. I got married, um, and that was a really mountaintop experience. It was wonderful to be surrounded by so many of you that day and to receive all your well wishes as well. I've also had a really wonderful mountaintop experience of having the privilege of to go on a nice honeymoon um, with my husband now, Ethan, We had a beautiful time in Hawaii, we relaxed, we ate a ton of super yummy food. We were delighted to find that if you laid on the beach at 11 a.m., they came by and asked you what you wanted to drink. Um, (laughs) It was good, it was wonderful. It was a mountaintop experience. But near the end of our honeymoon, we were kind of coming down from the mountaintop. And we had one argument. The descent from the mountain happened in a 7-Eleven parking lot in Waikiki at 4.30 a.m. in the morning when we were on our way to the airport. We were trying to refill our rental car with gas. The first pump wasn't working and we were frustrated, so we went around to the other side of the gas station to the only pump that was available only to find that there was a man kind of crouched down in that area, kind of towards the front of the pump. So we kind of slowly inched in there with our car, but he did not move. I could see from the car that he was picking up little tiny pieces of trash with chopsticks and putting them into this tiny plastic bag. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Well, Ethan got out of the car to pump the gas, and he kind of slowly moved around the car, picking up different bits of trash there. Now, nothing more than that happened, but it did set a weird tone for the morning. And we were in this dark kind of place, uh, knowing what was really going on in an unknown gas station in a city neither of us knew very well. So when Ethan returned to the car, I remarked, that was weird, Um, that poor man must be struggling maybe with some mental health stuff or maybe he's unhoused to be out so early in the morning. To which Ethan replied, I'm pretty sure he worked at the gas station. Um, Maybe he was even the owner of the gas station is what he said to me. Um, My response was no, I don't think so. This man was, he was wearing a tank top. He didn't even seem to be aware that we were trying to get gas. From my perception, he was not the owner of the gas station. Um, And so we argued about that all the way to the airport. (laughs) Coming down from the mountaintop into the reality of the world can be a hard experience. Today we meet Jesus and the disciples at the very beginning of his ministry and they are up on a mountaintop. See, mountaintops are historically very holy places. Moses received the Ten Commandments on the mountaintop. Later, Jesus will be transformed into dazzling, glowing white, Um, his post-resurrection self. He'll have Moses and Elijah with him, and we'll see that holy image on the mountaintop. In our minds, I know we associate mountaintops with holy, high experiences. Similarly, when I think we think of blessing, the word we hear in the Beatitudes today, we also think of mountaintop experiences. We think of receiving something really wonderful, like a great wedding or a wonderful honeymoon. When we hear the word blessed, our minds don't jump to the sense scene of a poor man picking up bits of trash at the crack of dawn in a 7-Eleven parking lot. We probably wouldn't label that as being blessed or a moment of blessing. And so it's pretty eye-opening when on the top of this mountain, surrounded by his disciples, Jesus brings together a list of things. And on this list aren't necessarily things that we might consider the holiest or the mountaintop or the most blessed experiences. Things like mourning, meekness, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, needing mercy, longing for peace, persecution, reviling. But Jesus tells the disciples that when they experience those things, They will be blessed. And I imagine that that blew the disciples' minds. Blessing does not equal those things they might have said. But Jesus, in Jesus' fashion, turns our assumptions and how we think things should be upside down. And today, Jesus turns upside down what we assume it means to be blessed. So much of the struggle for me today with this text and understanding Jesus is that use of the word blessed. Our society's notion of it is to think that it means lucky or getting good stuff. We'd call ourselves blessed if we were able to buy a bigger home, not if we had a cancer diagnosis. Now in the Greek that often gets translated as happy and there are some versions of the bible where it will read happy are they who mourn and so on and so on but like pastor andrew told us last week this happiness is not just like smiley faces and good mood feeling it's deeper than that it's better understood as being privileged or fortunate but to me that's not super easy to understand in this context either If all of these things were happening to me on the list of Beatitudes, I don't think I would necessarily consider myself fortunate. And indeed, Beatitude means extreme blessedness, extremely fortunate or privileged, I don't know. So I said, Jesus, if you tell me that I am privileged when I am mourning, I need you to tell me how I got that way. I need to know more. So we've gotta look a little farther back. The translation of the version of the Bible that we most commonly use uses that word blessed. Now in Hebrew, one definition of blessing means to kneel before God in praise and in worship. To me that says we're in the presence of God. We're in the presence of God when we are worshiping God, praising God, For what God has done, for who we know God to be. And if we're taking the Hebrew and looking at the Israelites many, many years ago, that might mean leading them out of slavery in Egypt or finding a home for them in a new land. If we take insights from these two definitions and we kind of bring them together, maybe we'll find a deeper meaning, a better understanding when we mourn or feel poor in spirit or hunger and thirst for righteousness, all those beatitudes, maybe we are blessed because we will find ourselves in the presence of God. Maybe when we feel all those things, Jesus will surround us. And one thing I do know is that when we are in Jesus' presence, there is always hope and to be able to hope even in the depths of our experience, that's a privilege. So here's what else I know about Jesus that causes me to hope. Jesus doesn't stay on that mountain top in the story. The disciples follow him up the mountain and they follow him down the mountain too. And that means they're following him down into the lives of crowds of people who are desperately in need for Jesus. Those who are certainly downtrodden. Lots of the people at this time were living under the oppressive Roman government. They were living at a subsistence level, barely able to afford food. They were struggling with illness, with disease, with hunger. They were looking for hope. Looking for peace, looking for mercy. Jesus witnesses every part of their lives. Jesus enters into every part of their lives. He heals, He feeds, He brings hope to the most hopeless of places. Jesus doesn't just come to us to be there on our mountaintop experiences or in a beautiful sunset over the ocean. Jesus comes down into every lived experience that we might have and that you might find yourself in. When I returned from my honeymoon, I was visiting a person who was near the end of their life. And I was sharing with them about the wedding and about the honeymoon and how beautiful Hawaii was. And I felt this pang of guilt this pang of guilt and sadness, knowing that I was telling them this, but they were not in a position to ever be able to witness or meet Jesus in that mountaintop experience. But as I was reflecting on it, I think I was wrong for feeling that way. Sure, there is sadness and it is lamentable to not be able to see certain beauties of the world, But what is not lamentable is to remember that Jesus is not just present on the mountaintop or present in the beautiful or seemingly holy. Blessing happens so much more often when we come down from the mountain and actually live because we are privileged to be near to God at all moments in life, whether it's the parking lot of a 7-Eleven when there is turmoil or strife or we are witnesses to war and tribulation, when we've lost someone we cherish so deeply or whether we are confined to a bed waiting for the end of life. Remember, you are blessed. You are always privileged to be near to God. And God is near to you. So rehear The Beatitudes. God is near to you when you don't have a lot of faith. The kingdom of heaven will be visible to you. God is near when you lose someone you love, for you will be comforted. God is near to you when you have a lack of confidence, for God will reveal to you just what you need. God is near to you when the world seems a place without justice. For God's justice will always prevail. God is near to you when you need to forgive and be forgiven, because God sets the example of what forgiveness means. God is near to you when your heart is most vulnerable, because that's the time when God can enter in. God is near to you when you long for peace. You are a beloved child of God, and God desires that peace too. God is near to you when you follow Jesus, despite what the world says you should be doing. That's when the kingdom of God will be near to you. Remember, God is near to you. You are beloved in God's sight. Jesus is with you. And when Jesus is with you, there is always hope, even in the most seemingly hopeless of places. Amen.